Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message is called Crossing Borders. Our text, Acts the 10th chapter, the 44th through the 48th verses. I'd like to suggest that you read the entire 10th chapter of Acts, but this morning I'm only going to read the 44th through the 48th verses. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard the speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. The Jesus movement, as you know, started out with a very defined boundary. It was a movement of Jews. Those who spread the gospel believed salvation belonged to the Jews and was not available to Gentiles. Of course, Jews defined Gentiles back then as anyone who wasn't Jewish. This particular day that Peter preached and the Holy Spirit was poured out on this group of people gathered together was one of the greatest boundary crossings ever. The text says the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. The text that we are exploring today is focused on one of the many events that happened around the time of Pentecost. It is a story of crossing borders, but it's also a story about vision because we're not talking about crossing racial borders or breaking through ethnic boundaries in the interest of social justice. We're talking about borders that God wants crossed, boundaries that God breaks through. And one of the ways that God gets things done is to instill a vision in somebody to do the work. That is the running theme of the Bible, and that is how God very often works. A big question for modern Christians, how do we know when we have a vision from God? How can we be sure? This story of Peter and Cornelius offers some insight. According to the text, Cornelius, a wealthy Roman centurion, has a vision of an angel who tells him to seek out Peter the apostle. Now, Cornelius is not Jewish, but he's a God-fearing Roman. He does not know about Jesus, but he knows about God. He prays to God. He's generous to those in need. When this angel appears, Cornelius does exactly what the angel tells him to do. He immediately sends out his men to find Peter. The apostle Peter, who does not know Cornelius, has a more elaborate and strange vision about eating foods that Jews are not supposed to eat, reptiles and birds. In his vision, a voice tells Peter, kill and eat. Peter responds emphatically, I don't eat anything that is impure. The voice then says, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. While Peter is wondering about this vision, the men sent by Cornelius arrive at his house, and God then speaks to Peter, go with these men, I've sent them. So you have two very different visions that come to two different people, pointing in the same direction. One affirms the other. That is how God sometimes works. What we need to pay attention to 
in both these men's experiences is that God is leading them to be part of something completely new. This is out of the box. Jews and Gentiles don't mix. As a matter of fact, Jews think that Gentiles are unclean and unworthy of God's love. They consider them heathens. That's why Peter is having such a difficult time understanding this vision. It's radical. But when God steps in and the Holy Spirit is poured out, what seems impossible becomes possible. One of the biggest dangers in Christianity is the presumption that we know all there is to know about God. We think we have God all figured out. Nothing could be further from the truth. In the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon wrote, There is nothing new under the sun. And that is true on the natural level. Seasons come and go. People are born and then die. Our behavior is not surprising. We've been lying and cheating and stealing pretty much all through history. But the Bible says God is unchanging. That's true, too. God's character and nature are infinite, immutable, meaning he's already all he is going to be. The character of God will never change, and that is a good thing. But God is bigger than our ability to know all there is to know. This is where we make our mistake, especially as Christians, because we think we have it all sewn up. I'm just saying God is bigger than we can grasp. God is always in the surprising business. That's why the Bible says God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Now, some people might be offended by this, but I believe God is bigger than the Bible. The Bible is what we use. It's powerful. It is holy. But God's Spirit is what gives this Bible its power. It can be misused and has been misused. Satan used the Bible. He quoted Scripture. I'm going to tell you something else that some folks may find hard to grasp. God is bigger than religion. We get all caught up in religion and then start making that our God. And therein lies the problem. That's why Jesus was always going after the Pharisees. He knew they were using religion just like they were using the word, misapplying it. Heaven will not have a Presbyterian section, and it will not be divided up against the Baptist section. It's not like that. God is bigger than that. So this text is not about God changing. This text is about Peter discovering something new about God. Peter, a devout apostle who has been on the road with Jesus, can learn something new about God, and so can we. We grow in God, and we discover new things about this unchanging God, and that starts when we become new creations. Until we allow ourselves to discover these new things about God, we limit ourselves. We create boundaries, and that is exactly what was happening when Peter and Cornelius met. The Jews thought that God offered salvation only to them because God had given his law to them through Moses. But God told Peter and Cornelius, I am bigger than that. Peter, your job is to reach the world. You're going to have to step across a line here. You've got to cross a border. You know, I often preach at Roxbury Presbyterian Church about getting out of our comfort zones. Of course, there are many reasons we need limits in life. We don't want to overeat. We don't want to overspend. There's good reason for many limits. But sometimes, sometimes we create boundaries because we are afraid of change. We're afraid of failure. Or 
and this is scarier, we are afraid of each other. Getting out of our comfort zone is necessary to move beyond those fears. Think back in history and all the boundaries. There was a time when no women were in the pulpit. I know people who still don't believe man walked on the moon. It seems like a long time ago, but remember back when telephones were connected by cords? Forget about the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Sometimes borders are built on our lack of perception. They separate us from each other. They help reinforce a false image of who we are, of who God is. They keep us short-sighted. We live in a culture that has become polarized by so many borders. And we try to lock Jesus into our way of thinking. Jesus hates the people I hate. He votes like I vote. But our faith is not about politics. Our faith is about transformation. This encounter between Peter and Cornelius embodies the gospel of hospitality, the gospel of action, new discoveries, and transformation, crossing borders. When Peter first offers lodging to the men Cornelius has sent to his door, he's beginning to understand the mission of the church is focused not just on the community he knows, but the community he is called to create. We can do better. We are called to do better. We always need to work on doing better. Our reach should always exceed our grasp. Otherwise, what is heaven for? After the resurrection, when the disciples were all confused and afraid, a risen Savior appeared and said, Wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And they weren't clear what they were waiting for, but they were expectant. Cornelius did not know Jesus, but it is clear he sought God, and there was something that was expectant in his behavior, his reverence and generosity. All that is demanded of us is to live in the expectation of God's promise of a new heaven and a new earth, a God who makes all things new. That is what hope is all about, leaning into the truth of the Holy Spirit and believing that he who is in us is more powerful than he who is in the world. You have no idea who God may bring to you to help change. You have no idea how God can use you if you are willing to cross a border. Not just a physical border, but a border of your mind and your heart. God is present and active in this world through the power of the Holy Spirit. There are times of doubt. There are times of uncertainty. But if we allow it, the Spirit can move us across borders that we're not even aware of. God rewards those who earnestly seek him. Stand at the border, lean in, and know that God will push you through. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m., This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.